Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, the head skipper of the LSU baseball team, Jay Johnson. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Appreciate being on with you guys. Jay, uh, Bobby and I were talking about this, about sort of the gauntlet. And we've talked about it so many times with you. The gauntlet every SEC team has to go through. And we see Auburn and, you know, t- Tennessee, which was beaten uh, by Missouri a couple games. And then they no, start to get hot. they got swept by Missouri. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get hot. And then you see all these other teams like Auburn and, man, Alabama really – Man, they swung the bat really well uh, against you guys. It, they, the pitching was uh, as we've seen in the past, but the the hitting was really there. About just how challenging it is every weekend when you're going up against any team in the SEC. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think uh, it's like nothing I've ever seen relative to as many good teams in one league at one time. Uh, everybody can beat, or anybody can beat anybody. I tell people all the time, whether you're playing the first-place team or the best team or the 14th-place team, there's really not a whole lot different in terms of what you have to do to be able to win a game or a series. And uh, I think probably the best quality of our team this year has been their consistency and finding a way to show up in all these environments and be successful. And uh, really proud of them for that. And we're going to have to continue to do it this weekend at Auburn. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, when you look at, like, the film, and obviously, uh, you know, you can have peaks and valleys, and when you get hot, whatever. I'm looking at Auburn right now. They're 9-12 and 12 in, the SC, in the conference play overall. Uh, but then you're looking at they overtake uh, fourth-ranked uh, South Carolina. When you watch the film, what did they do? Uh, because I look at all the teams you played, and I was like, man, talk about a challenge. You know, we only didn't get to play three games, and it was one-to-one. And I know you give a lot of respect to South Carolina. But what did Arvin do? And I know their RPI is like 34. So uh, you look at that going forward where they're at. But what did they do to beat a team like uh, South Carolina? Well, I've watched two of the three games uh, today. And in a couple of them, they hit a lot of home runs. Um, They got some big swings and uh, put some pressure on them. Uh, They can play a full complement of offense. They bunted the ball well. Uh, ran the base as well, and then they got some good pitching performances. So, to me, it just like more than anything else, they look like they were the aggressor in that series. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, when you look at it, it seems like uh, your reputation coming to LSU, that you look at the Arizona Wildcats, 
uh, that you were never worried about uh, Arizona Wildcat baseball. You look, you, you take your team uh, to Omaha a couple of times. But I'm looking at the Tigers right now, and, you know, we get a little spoiled what we're watching. But whether you're looking at the SEC or nationally, look at on-base percentage, uh, like we first SEC and then second runs per game. We're right at 10 ga- uh, runs per game, which is first SEC, third in the nation. You look at total runs, first and then fourth. You look at batting average, first in the SEC. And then you look at home runs per game. Uh, 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 that uh, It's almost like, this is unbelievable, almost two home runs per game. Then we all know about Dylan Cruz and everybody. Then we know Paul Skeens. But all the teams you have coached, I mean, even when you had Arizona, did you feel like uh, we'd have to outscore opponents uh, to have success? Or where were you at? Because I know pitching's always a concern, the middle relievers, and how you're going to close out a game. But how do you evaluate that with all your experience at Arizona and now at LSU as versus, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we, I don't think we can hit the ball better. When you look at the runs we're scoring. But where are you at in your evaluation right now going forward? Yeah, as far as the quality of our offense, I think the talent on this team is, is special. You know, whether it's Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, Trey Morgan, Jordan Thompson, Cade Beloso, you know, on and on and on. Jared Jones, I mean, we could right. just keep going. Braden, Braden Jobert, Alex Malazzo, Hayden Travinsky. Everybody is, is contributing. At, Gavin Dugas, everybody is contributing at a really, really high level. And I think more than anything, it gives our team a lot of confidence of, we know we are never out of the game. And so if the pitcher can just execute, the defense plays clean, and we keep ourselves within striking distance, our team believes it has a great chance to win. So I would say that's probably the biggest impact it has is it allows everybody to relax uh, in a good way and just focus on their job because they know we're going to score some runs. And if we pitch and play defense, got a great chance to be successful that day. Now, Coach Johnson, uh, speaking of pitching, um, uh, Thatcher Hurd, I remember I was all on board with him, a transfer from UCLA. And you look uh, initially at the beginning of the season, the performance he had against uh, Texas. And I kind of view, uh, I mean, maybe I'm being optimistic, and I think you probably optimistic also, that could be the difference maker and a prime uh, candidate uh, that all of a sudden uh, that he could maybe, you know, you have the ebbs and flow and, you got your confidence back wherever you're at. But, uh, you know, you look at, like, Paul Skeens, uh, enough said there, and you look at Ty Floyd and all where we're at. But uh, Thatcher Hurd, I, I know you still count on him to come up big time. Yeah, and he had a great week for us last week. He started last Tuesday, gave us four innings, only gave up one run. And then uh, after we battled our way back and got the lead on Saturday night against Alabama, uh, he came in in the eighth inning with two guys on and got us out of it with a one-run lead and uh, left those guys on base, which was outstanding, um, and then, you know, helped us propel us to that series win, and then we carried it to a sweep on Sunday. So I thought his last two outings were outstanding. Uh, I could kind of see him getting better a little bit at a time as he was going along, and I think he's really poised to pitch to his potential. And and as you said, Bobby, that's going to be a huge key for our team, and I'm excited about the direction Thatcher's headed right now. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, looking at, uh, obviously, uh, looking at the bullpen and everything, uh, you know, LSU fans traditionally, uh, you know, okay, uh, why don't we have more left-handed pitchers? But I'm looking at now the Tigers have four quality left-handers with the recent return, uh, you know, like uh, he's injured, uh, Coleman, 
and then you got Ackhaus, Ackenhausen, uh, Herring, and then you got Cooper. Uh, but uh, I, I, you t- I read this and it made sense. And you made a comment and said, look, they're all good. And you, go, and you said, it's not just that we have four left-handed pitchers, but we have four good pitchers. You know, you, you want that diversity right left-hander, but uh, bottom line is like, hey, uh, look, uh, you can throw one in the hand, uh, unbelievable. Uh, are you a quality pitcher? And I think that's a, the point you're making with the left-handers. Yeah, we intrigue with that, but they have to be four good pitchers and you have confidence in them, even though they come from the left side. Yeah, no doubt. That's something we needed to improve uh, in terms of the number of them on our roster, just in general, but improving the quality. And we're excited about the ones we had. Obviously, getting Javen Coleman back was huge. Uh, I thought he turned the momentum of the game Saturday. Came in, struck out six guys in like two and a third innings. Uh, Got us going a little bit. Nate Ackenhausen got a big out in the eighth inning, getting out Jim Jarvis, and then came back and pitched on Sunday. Uh, Riley Cooper finished the game two and a third very much like he did a lot last year and pitched. Uh, I thought it was one of his best outings of the year. And then Griffin Herring, the freshman, just keeps keeps performing. And, um, you know, you don't see a lot of freshmen finishing games in the SEC, but he's given us really good outings out of the bullpen here the last five weeks. And um, to be able to have those guys go from the left side, it complements the other guys from the right side in the bullpen and uh, allows us to match up and, and finish some games. So we're really excited about what those guys can do and are doing right now. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, uh, I don't know, fans have asked me, uh, Paul Skeens, he seems like he's unbelievable. Why he's not in the major leagues? You know, because you look at, like, a high school top pitcher. I think Coach is glad he's not in the major leagues. No, no, but, I mean, it's like they tell me, well, he's so dominant. Uh, well, why would you not go to the major leagues when you look at it right now? Leads the nation uh, with astounding, uh, what, like 17 and a half strikeouts per nine innings, uh, third in hits allowed per nine innings, uh, like four and a half, basically. Uh, you look at earn run average, all of that. So, uh, I mean, is he a late bloomer? I mean, because you always talk about that. Uh, look, we might recruit this pitcher and he'd be a great LSU Tiger, but he's probably going to the major leagues. How do you balance that? Uh, do you get a feel maybe what they're looking for in their future? And was Paul Skeens coming from Air Force, was he that much a late bloomer or what? You know, he was a really good hitter, obviously, at, at Air Force and a really good hitter in high school. And I think one of the advantages that Paul had was he didn't really focus on pitching till his junior year of high school. And so his arm is fresh and has a lot of life in it. And I think that really benefited him. And it's probably a good message to young players or parents of young pitchers is you don't want to throw too much when you're too young because here's the example of the best pitcher in the country. You know, didn't throw a ton of innings till late in high school. And then at Air Force, you know, they were asking him to catch and hit, and I would too because he's a heck of a hitter. (laughs) Um, But when we started realizing, like, not only in this guy BRAs, but he's about to get about – $8 $8 million here pretty soon. Um, we don't need him, somebody throwing a fastball and hitting him on the finger and breaking his finger and screwing that up for us or for him. So, And then also by taking that load off him, I think it's really helped him on the mound kind of take that last jump or next jump. And I think Paul would tell you that too. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, is this the perfect, uh, I don't know, because you look name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, is Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, is he the pers- perfect like uh, example of the transfer portal? 
because we all know what he did the home runs at North Carolina State. But what he's done as an LSU Tiger, being the complete player, and now he's played third base. I mean, Tommy White, that, to me, that is like, oh, well, they shouldn't be this grown-up. They shouldn't leave one school, go to the other. I'm like, I'm glad he's an LSU Tiger. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the best clutch hitters I've ever seen, and he's worked really hard to become a good third baseman. And, and people ask me about it all the time, like, how'd you get him? What was the biggest fact? And honestly, what we did last year with Jacob Berry, who transferred from Arizona and was our DH at Arizona as a freshman and came here, and we made him into a good third baseman. And that was very appealing to Tommy because it was the same thing he wanted to do. So, uh, good development story right there helped us, and he's worked really hard. And not only is he, you know, one of the best hitters in the country, power hitters, RBIs, he's turned himself into a good third baseman and uh, deserves a lot of credit for that. Coach, um, I got asked this by a, a football, college football coach to ask you. He knew you were going to be on tonight. When, when you're looking at relief pitchers, uh, either if it's through the transfer portal or high school, are you sort of selling them? Because most of these guys, they've been starting pitchers, okay? Are you selling them on the fact, my vision for you is going to be as a relief pitcher in college? And, and how do you go about doing that? Because, you know, for a lot of these guys, they've been a star pitcher on their team. Now, all of a sudden, somebody's telling me, you know, they want me to be the closer instead of the starting pitcher. So how does that kind of go about and you selling that to a guy that even – if it's through the transfer portal, that listen, we're bringing you in, but we really want to bring you in as a closer. And yeah, you know, along those lines, Coach Johnson, it's like uh, how they're willing to accept uh, that you're going to do what's best for the team and their maybe best interest, whether it's a middle reliever or a closer. Sounds like you guys got a football coach that's trying to convince a running back to play defensive back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty like that. close. It's a, it's a receiver <laughs> trying to play defensive back. You close. Yeah, yeah. You almost won the prize. Um, you know, it's it, with pitchers, to be honest with you, it, you'd be surprised. Like, the conversation doesn't go that way all the time. And what I mean by that is they all probably want to start, but they also only know that four guys are probably going to start over the course of the week and there's innings to get. And, you know, most pitchers really just, they want to pitch. They're not so caught up in the starting thing versus the relieving thing. Now, like in the portal, you may get a guy that's proven himself as like a closer and that's his lane and you don't have to do much convincing there. Uh, what we take the conversation to is like, okay, you want to start. That's great this is what you need to do to be able to start. So you're going to be able to execute that and put yourself in position to do it, or you're probably just a two-pitch guy, reliever one time through the order. So ultimately we try to put the power in the player's hands, but they give them the marks that they need to be a, a starting pitcher. And I'll tell you what, they're really hard to find. I mean, especially in the SEC uh, this year, it's a very offensive-oriented league, and people are scoring runs. So – those guys that can get through the order two and three times, man, they're like like gold. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, I don't know you, all the baseball you've witnessed, all the players you've crossed paths with, and you know you look at uh, the top major league hitters and how you can always count on them. I don't know game in and game out, but I mean Dylan Cruz. I don't know. I've watched a lot of LSU baseball. I mean, I think Dylan Cruz is uh, as good as it gets. You kind of take it for granted and. You think, oh, maybe somebody else could do that. But I'm looking at Lisa Nation, 
485 batting average. Uh, his on-base percentage, uh, th- 636. He went 6 for 11 against Bama, two home runs, 80 RBIs uh, to get SEC Player of the Week. All the co- uh, the players that you've coached and that what you've witnessed, I mean, uh, the, the Dylan Cruz, he's smooth as silk. I mean, is that a, 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 a fair analogy? I mean, I don't know. He seems even killed, and he just seems like a pro before he's a pro. Yeah, he's the best college baseball player I've ever seen. And um, he's a better person. He's a great leader for our team. Uh, the minor leagues will be very short-lived for him. Uh, he's he, he's ready to go. And just as an example of, like, you know, this guy is just grinding. He plays hard. So on Mondays, the only time he gets on his feet, so to speak, is to basically go do his treatment or to go to class. And you think of, like, the self-discipline it takes for a player to just know what they need to do to get themselves prepared to play. I mean, he's already thinking that way now. And uh, the talent is special, but the person is more special. And uh, he's got a long and bright future ahead of him. And um, I'm enjoying every day I get a chance to coach him because that's a guy you're, you're pretty certain will never come around again. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate your time. Good luck this coming weekend against those Auburn Tigers. Take care of business. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, Thanks Coach so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 